1: Welcome to episode fourteen of the Tinderbox. We are the podcast for matchsticks and gasoline, the Calgary Flames website for SB Nation. I am Mark. I am joined today by Maddie and Michael. Michael made an appearance on the podcast. How are we doing, everybody?
2: Great.
0: Uh, it's good to be back. You know,
1: I'm excited to get back into this.
2: It's the three AM podcast.
1: It is. That's awesome. We are the 3M line. I'll be the Michael for a leak of the line, though. You guys can carry it today, okay? You guys can be <laughs> Kachuk and on. I'll be Froyo. I'll just wait, wait, wait,
2: wait, 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 wait. I don't. I didn't sign up for that.
1: <laughs> wait a minute. I think I just, I was almost going to say I'll scratch myself. And I stopped myself right before I said it. And then I said it. So, <laughs> hey, anyway, so Calgary Flames last night, 4-3 win over the Buffalo Sabres at home at the Saddledome. Jeff Ward is now 3-0 as Calgary's head coach. And the Flames have won three in a row, believe it or not, for the first time all season. Um, anybody, uh, impressions of Calgary last night? And I'll get in with my opinions in a little bit. But if somebody wants to jump in and uh, tell me what they thought of last night, feel free. Don't leave me hanging. Someone talk. Maddie, Go.
2: Yeah, I, uh, like I was saying before, I uh, missed the game live because I was covering the Flyers game last night. So I only got to watch part of it this morning while I was just sort of getting ready. Uh, but looked pretty good. I missed the uh, the wheels coming off at the end there. So I think that's <laughs> coloring my impression a little bit. I don't have anything to be mad about until I watch the rest of the game. But no, um, I think they looked pretty good. I really liked the penalty kill in general. Yeah. Um, I like Either when f- they're playing really aggressive like that. I think that obviously pays off for them pretty well, but it's nice to see.
1: Well, you know, you kill seven of eight penalties and I think, you know, the, the Eichel one at the end was the, Oh God, here we go again. Uh, you know, power play goal, but still, I mean, I think you kill seven of eight, you're doing okay. You, you, you killing eight of eight would have been a miracle and they killed two, five on threes. So, you know, n- not a bad night. Uh, Michael, your thoughts.
0: I don't know. It was a really weird thing watching that game last night. It felt like I was actually having fun watching the Flames, and I I didn't know (laughs) how to handle that. I I thought the same thing, too. It was like an amazing first 55, 56 minutes of the game, and I thought each of the new lines was looking really good. I did like that he bumped Goudreau back up there when he was really flying about halfway through the game there. I thought that when they put the Lucci-Brian-Dube line back together, I thought as good as always. and even got the Atlantic Bowl, which I know everybody's been very excited about. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, I still don't know how a game can have the penalty swing be 8-2 to two for one team. I, I don't understand that. I didn't think the Sabres were saints or anything last night, but other than the penalties and the late uh, collapse, I would say, I thought it was a very, very good game for the Flames. And It looked a lot like last year's team for most of the night.
1: Yeah, that's what I was going to say. That first 55 minutes or so was definitely like, oh, that's the flames from last year. Johnny Gaudreau looked incredibly engaged last night in the game. Um, as you said, Mike, I mean, I think he was four or five shifts in a row. They just double shifted him. They just kept putting him back out. There. He was like, going to the bench. No, nope you stay. You stay. You keep going because you're actually making things happen. Um, he looked good with the puck on his stick. Um, you know, he he led the team with five shots on goal last night. So I, he looked good. Monahan was right where he should have been in the quiet areas, got his goal. Uh, he looked good last night. Uh, again, yeah, the the that famed third line, the best line on the uh, the team, looked good last night. Oliver Shillington, I think, had a really weird night last night where he looked terrible at times. But after he did something stupid, he immediately recovered and had something great on defense to stop a rush or, you know, take the puck off somebody's stick. And it's one of those like, oh, God, Shillington. Okay, no, that was good. We'll take it. You know, I think I think he had a really weird game. But I mean, Toby Reeder gets the shorthanded breakaway of all people to get the shorthanded for Calgary's first shorty of the season. I probably would not have picked uh, Toby Reeder to get it. Um, You know, Gaudreau gets a power play goal. I mean, they scored man up, man down and even strength. So not a bad night at all. Uh, Noah Hannafin had a few moments last night. I think he would like to forget, uh, you know, put those in the trash light, him on fire and move on. But um, that last three minutes, four minutes was like, oh, it's the 2019-20 Calgary Flames, as opposed to the first 50 minutes was, you know, the team from last year moving up and down the ice. And Riddick looked at the end when Eichel scored that power play goal, he looked like, oh God, here we go again. Like, really? Because honestly, I don't think last night um, anybody else can, chime in at this point if you want but I don't think Riddick was really at fault for any of the three goals he let in I mean he might maybe want the first one back but uh, the uh, what was it the the uh, second goal went off of I think Travis Hamanick um it was definitely deflected off a defenseman it went in so it's like I don't think Riddick played poorly at all last night
2: yeah the first one was a weird deflection too I think it I don't know Brody maybe it like something like it went off somebody's skate and popped up and there was something weird happening there i'm not super fussed about his performance in general is what i'm getting at here yeah yeah i
1: think uh i think overall i think for the most part a solid effort by the flames just again you need 60 minutes and they didn't give 60 and almost blew it at the end so but three and three in a row that's a good start and uh have it won three in a row all season so building blocks will take it and uh Jeff Ward gets his uh third straight victory as Calgary coach. Um I guess we'll transition to that with a nice little uh segue there. Everybody uh like what they're seeing out of Jeff Ward so far?
0: I think I am. He's uh I don't I can't tell if Jeff Ward's a good NHL coach yet or if Jeff Ward's a good NHL coach against Buffalo. We're still figuring that out. But uh <laughs> Overall, I like that he's a, he seems to really have a different vibe going with the team. Like you can already tell, just even with little things like the practices being a lot lighter. Well, not a lot, but somewhat lighter. The guys really seem to look like they're more energized behind him. And from what I've heard, it's almost more of like a uh, mentality with him where he's treating the players like equals. He's looking for a lot of their feedback and stuff. I think it's a really strong culture he's been able to instill in what, just over a week now. But I think it's ultimately going to pay off dividends for this team, at least for the next few months, as they kind of settle into any new systems or anything he's implemented.
2: Yeah. Yeah, and there's a lot going on there. Um, so far, so far, so good. I think I'm, you know, I agree. I liked what I'm seeing so far from him. Um, the tricky part is you don't know necessarily if the team is actually getting better under him or if it's just that new, like the shakeup feeling the new coach bump and if they're going to come back down to earth a little bit um but positivity in the room in practices certainly isn't hurting anybody um and like michael said it they can use that to kind of get them over the the hump of getting used to the new system um that's definitely going to help them i saw a chart on twitter or something that last season the blues it took them about a month after uh Barube was made or promoted uh to really really get themselves on track so that's kind of i'm imagining is going to be the same thing for the flames they're going to ha- take about a month to really get themselves settled so if they can get through that without really blowing anything up that would be ideal
1: yeah i think so too and i, I, I... The thing that I like the most about him is he's not afraid to go to just say, screw it. I don't care who you are. You're going to play here. And you can sell it as much as you want. And I wrote it in the recap the other night. Johnny Gaudreau was demoted to the third line. He wasn't moved down to the third line to get him kickstarted. I mean, that might have been part of it, but you're on the third line because you're not playing well. And and it worked, though. I mean, you know, it, I think it lit a little fire under him to say, hey, but you know, you're one of our you know top grossing players. You're one of our stars, but doesn't matter to me. If you're not performing, we're going to drop you down and someone else will take your spot. And I tell you, I really, really liked watching Matthew Kachuk and Andrew Manjupani together on a line last night. I mean, you see like... Kachuk's hockey IQ and his vision on the ice is off the charts like you know the the behind the back no look passes the between the leg shots all that stuff and you're starting to see some of that stuff out of Manjupani too when he's out there with him he had a couple beautiful no look passes last night that just didn't connect because nobody was paying attention and I think I could kind of get used to Matthew Kachuk and Andrew Manjupani on the ice together for multiple multiple reasons you know one offensive talent looks good out there and I think Kachuk's IQ and Kachuk's game will help Manjipani only get better in the long run. But they're both kind of grinders. Well, Kachuk is definitely a grinder. He's actually just a pain in the ass. And Manjipani is kind of one of those guys out there, too. If you can put two guys out on the ice like that that make it difficult to play against you and you get annoyed with them, you're going to be good in the long run because you're going to draw some more penalties hopefully than taking more penalties, which this team loves to do. So, um... You know I kind of like that mix up that Ward's got going i'm I'm fairly happy you know uh, he's the only coach this year. the flames have had to win three in a row, so that's a good start. but I do wonder too if some of it is the the shine of having a new coach and oh, we got to impress him, we got to impress him and see how it goes but um you know he came, he's a teacher in you know his past life um so he's not a drill sergeant, you know, <laughs> hockey style. I like that he lets the players kind of have some input and I think anytime you give it's like what I do. Like I work in TV and anytime you can make the viewer feel part of something you're doing, like that they have a say in what's going on, you know, if they really don't, you make them feel like they're part of it. And I think, you know, him allowing the, you know, the players to have some say in some things, it's going to help them in the long run. So that's just my opinion. What do I know? So, all right, we are going to take a, End of that subject. Awesome. <laughs> we're going to take a, a quick break here on the Tinderbox Podcast. When we come back. We're going to uh, lighten things up. We're going to break away from hockey a little bit and talk a little bit of music and a little bit of a uh, contest, game show, and prize winnings amongst the staff here at Matchsticks and Gasoline. You are listening to the Tinderbox. We'll be right back after this.
2: Get ready for the greatest roast of all time
1: the roast of Tom Brady. And we are back here on the Tinderbox. We are the podcast for Matchsticks and Gasoline, the Calgary Flames website for SB Nation. Mark, Maddie, and Michael here today talking Flames hockey. We touched upon Calgary's 4-3 to three, white knuckle, no fingernails left at the end victory over the Buffalo Sabres. And we talked a little bit about Jeff Ward and the culture change he's made with the Flames. Now we're going to hop into something that kind of harkens back to uh, why Jeff Ward is the head coach of the – calgary flames it's music at practice uh orders come in and let the flames players pick whatever music they want to listen to and uh, they run it and so um you know maddie you brought this up last night during the game so you get to go first um if you were the flames dj at practice what three four songs would you pick to put out there in practice
2: oh man i asked the question in our our group chat last night and i immediately regretted it because that meant i had to pick <laughs> and i had such a hard time.
1: It was like 30 yeah,
2: in the morning and I'm like racking my brain. I need to figure this out. It's just not what I needed. I really played myself there. Um, but anyway, I think um, I narrowed it down to three. I think I would go with uh, Leather Jacket by Arkell's uh, Don't Take the Money by Bleachers because they're both just jams. And I really mm-hmm. appreciate that. And I think my third would be Dancing Queen very nice <laughs> because i love the idea of just throwing in a weird one just to see what everybody does because i love chaos so that would be my my chaotic pick
1: that would be great it's like when uh like you like walk into the room and like the record Argh! stops and scratches on it like because it's like what the heck is that but it's nice sometimes you got to switch it up i like it now michael has uh struggled mightily <laughs> with this decision over it's the last uh <laughs> <laughs> the last 12 hours or so, Michael has been in full-on panic mode to pick three songs. So, uh, Michael, what do you got?
0: Yeah, as soon as Maddie brought that up last time, I was, looking, I was like, please, let's not like dig deeper. Let's not dig deeper. Oh, my gosh, they're digging deep. Okay, now I have to figure this out. And Michael all of a sudden I had, had to work today. I yeah, I, I've, been, I've been trying to figure it up until we just started recording. And uh, I, I, it was a struggle. I think I came up with, like, three songs that I think would just be hilarious to have played at practice. So. So we're going to start off with a classic, uh, all-star by Smash Mouth. And
2: just, then, so you know, uh,
1: just so you know, Michael, we're going to overdub something cool over all of these, okay? <laughs> okay, perfect. <yeah. laughs> all right, so you got all-star
2: by Smash Mouth. A,
0: yeah, and then we got uh, some good Canadian content, If I Had a Million Dollars by the Bare Naked Ladies. The classic <laughs> up here. I'm not sure how much... Have you guys heard that one down in the U.S.?
1: Oh, my so, God. Uh, I had a, I had a college roommate who would play bare naked lady CDs in our apartment on a loop. And I just literally was like, I, I need to jump out this window. I can't do it anymore. So yes, <laughs> I am very, very familiar with that song.
0: <laughs> I just think it'd be ironic because every player on ACE probably has well over a million dollars coming to them. So I figured it would, uh, it'd be good for contract negotiations too, you know, just send a little message upstairs.
1: Except for a newbie like, like I don't not like Schilling can be like, I don't have a million dollars.
2: Everybody who's still on the ELC, e- like,
1: <laughs> well, someday I'll get there.
2: It's aspirational.
0: And yeah. And then last one, I just go with like a classic, like can't hold us by Macklemore. I, again, I, my music case is just terrible. I apologize. to anybody listening to this. So it's like, what is this guy doing? But
1: <laughs> That's awesome. No, but I like that you guys like had some fun with it. Like I did the same thing, I, like Maddie. I was like, I think I had to like, all right, I, I have a CD collection that's ridiculously stupid because nobody listens to CDs anymore. So they just, but you know, my Spotify playlist has probably three thousand plus songs on it, something ridiculous like that. So narrowing it down to three, and I'm like, I'm like a huge like metalhead, like hardcore and punk rock, which is not like the best music to have practice to. Like you can't go and be like, hey, we're gonna. uh warm up today to uh chemical warfare by slayer you know it just doesn't <laughs> work it's, it's not really conductive to anything or everybody's out of breath and skating at 100 miles an hour so <laughs> I, thought, I thought if i was going to do this i was like all right so it's i decided on the three and the third song again i think was one of those i was like i ah, kind of went back and forth so i would definitely play play um nothing can stop me by uh ignite a uh melodic uh hardcore bear from california um my second one would be uh Prayer for the Refugee by Rise Against. Um and my third I was going back and forth and I'm probably going to lose all of like my heavy metal um Street Cred here but I would probably do Thanks for the Memories by Fallout Boy. Um
2: Oh, what a throwback.
1: Right? Good song like, you know, it's always on like if you're at a gym somewhere, sometimes you hear it in an arena, like my son listens to it, he likes it. It's been in like a thousand video games and I probably just totally like <laughs> got to get rid of like my Slayer T-shirts and my Megadeth T-shirts because I just lost my cred by going Fallout Boy, but I like that song. It's a good song, so deal with it, people. Yeah, because nobody my, knows the other. My
2: former fans. emo kid just loves it.
1: <laughs> I love it. Well, really, some, really feeling it. We should have had some Boy Sets Fire in there too, or something. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. All right, so let's jump into the uh, the next one. Now that we covered all of our weird musical tastes. um Last night, Toby Reeder uh, gets the shorthanded breakaway. Calgary's first shorthanded goal of the season, which seems crazy to me, considering they led the NHL in shorthanded goals last year, and it took them this long to get there first. Reader scores the goal. He wins a woman in the audience, a car. Like, and you know, when you listen to the games, he watched the games, it's like Safeway, score and win. You know, somebody want to watch, or somebody want a mixing bowl, or somebody want a set of plates, you know, something like that. And all of a sudden, out of nowhere, this woman wins a car, which I think is pretty cool. And uh, I guess after the game, he was saying he didn't even know about it till he got to the bench, and Monahan was like, dude, you just won that lady a car. Look up on the Jumbotron, you know. So, and so I guess after the game, he, he met the people that won the car. He had his picture taken. He said he thought they were really cool, they were really sweet, you know, whatever. But Anybody ever won anything? I mean, maybe not a car, but, like, anything? Like, you know, a... nothing? <laughs> Maddie, mm. did you win a car? I
2: don't know if I have. <laughs> a really sad life, I guess.
1: Yeah, right? I was racking my brain. I'm like, I don't think I've ever won anything anywhere either. You know, we always go to college hockey games, and they have, like, the, you know, chuck-a-puck, you know, and it's mm. you never get close to that. Or you, you went to the 50-50, <laughs> you never win. I, yeah, I can't think of any time I've ever, I've ever won anything. Michael, you? Anything?
0: Um, yeah, I was struggling too, but I would say probably the coolest thing I ever won. I was probably like nine or 10 and up here at the CFL Calgary stampede games, they have a, where they used to have a kickoff promotion where it's like, uh, you enter a draw and if you win, you get to go on the field and like grab the tee after every kickoff for the stamps. And I won that when I was was probably nine, I would say. And that was probably like the coolest thing I've ever won.
1: That's pretty cool. This was really two weeks ago, though, wasn't it?
0: Uh, maybe, yeah, and uh, maybe I
1: didn't actually win. Maybe I just ran <laughs> out of no, see, that's a really that's <laughs> no, that's something that's really cool. Actually, now that you mentioned it, I think the only thing I ever won is like maybe like three years ago, or two or three years ago during the Stanley Cup playoffs, there was like a tweet your best photo with your playoff beard or whatever, and you could win a T-shirt of the team you root for if you like tag the team. So I just took a picture of like me like in my Flames jersey, and I ended up winning. A uh, Calgary Flames like "Fear the Beard" or something T-shirt that looked like it was like you know a helmet with this weird red mustache and beard on. It was the goofiest. But I'm like, oh that's cool. I want that. I'm like, I guess I'm whatever. <laughs> you know, but it was like a two XL, so it never fit me. You know, it's like this it ridiculous. So I guess yeah, I didn't that's really want. Have cool. the Flames
0: ever been in the playoffs long enough for you to get playoff beard?
1: Well, I grew up beforehand, <laughs> just in case. I grow I grew up beforehand. I start two, three seasons in advance. I was like,
0: that's impressive, yeah. (laughs) Yeah,
1: Yeah, no, I usually start at the beginning of the season and hope. I'm like, all right, maybe they'll make it this time. And then when they don't make it at game 82, I just shave it off and move on with life. (laughs) So, all right, so uh, Michael's won the coolest stuff. Maddie hasn't won anything she can remember. And I won a T-shirt that was too big with a red beard on it. So we are winners. But I did, uh, when I was in college, I maybe think of this last night um, when that woman won the car and the goal. Uh, a girl that I went to college with was on The Price is Right, which is, I not know, the, it's just ridiculous. Oh, well, Maddie, you know it. Michael, it's this ridiculous American TV show where you go down and you guess what the price of a prize is. And it's always like, laundry detergent. Talking? Oh, you go. Okay. See, I don't know. I've, see, this is where I'm such an ignorant. It's only ever have
0: on between like <laughs> noon and two. So. <laughs>
1: <laughs> to quote Slapshot, yeah. I'm just I'm just some dumb English pig you know <laughs> so we were like and you know it's like laundry detergent it's like uh 4.99 and they're like no 12.50 you know it's way overpriced but this girl that I went to college with actually went on and won a car on the prices right and she went back to pick it up at the dealership and they're like hey by the way you have to pay the taxes on it and she's like I'm a college student I can't pay. but anyway the dealership paid the taxes for her, and she got a car out of it so I know somebody who won something cool
2: amazing we keep um at lehigh valley phantoms games uh the flyers ahl team they do a like a tweet your seat thing every game where you can like win some kind of free food for your whole row and press row we keep trying to do it (laughs) we're like pick us please we need free food too (laughs) that's awesome it hasn't worked yet but we're we're gonna keep at it
1: I like when they have those contests at the arena, like at UMass Lowell, right up the street from us. They have a, there's a sandwich shop that comes in and it's like, they have these ridiculously huge steak and cheese subs. And it's like, how much of this foot long steak and cheese can you eat in like 30 seconds? And watching these people just gorge themselves on a sandwich like that in 30 seconds. And at the end, the guy that wins like, what do you win? And they're like, hey, you won. And he's like, what I win? They're like, respect. (laughs) And heartburn. You know, it's like uh you know, angioplasty so <laughs> excellent uh so this this has been a very interesting podcast we have completely steered away completely from all sort of uh hockey related nonsense which i think has been kind of nice we needed a little it's been a little heavy here at uh with the flames lately so a little bit of fun i think is uh goes out of the way and if we're gonna have a little more fun let's look at uh the fan poll friday from today uh I try to do this every friday when we podcast it's uh Our question is about Mark Jankowski. Uh, Let's talk about this one real quick. Janko, uh, 26 games this season, and he's got nothing. Not a goal, not an assist, nothing. At this point last year, he had 14 points, Um, but he's also only had 14 shots on goal this year. Uh, So my question today for the Fan Poll Friday was, will Mark Jankowski ever score again? Uh, Results are in. 53% say, of course. 21% say, nope. And then 26% voted for, he still plays for the Flames, question mark. So um, there's more than half the people think he's going to do it at some point. Might not be in a Flames uniform, but he might score a goal this season. So if nobody has any thoughts on that, we will close out episode 13 of the Tinder boxes. uh, 14, I'm sorry. We've done so many of these, I can't keep the numbers straight. I'm going to screw this up every week. By the time we get done, I'll be like, this is episode 35. We are just rolling <laughs> through these things. Um, anybody have anything else they want to add? Uh,
0: I just want to say that I'm very excited for Kachuk v. Deli on Saturday night. I think. Uh, oh yeah, those are always fun games. But it's weird every time I watch the Kings against any other team. I'm like, okay, oh, hey, this team is trash. But whenever they play the Flames, it looks like they're fresh off a of Stanley Cup again. So I'm very excited to see how it goes on Saturday night.
1: Yeah, that should, be, that should be a fun game to watch. Uh, I'd like to see somebody else kind of, I'd like to see Manjupani kind of like dig in a doughty a little bit too. Just just a couple flames going at him, just to watch him cry and whine. So that like one tooth that's missing, you always got to like ah, staring at you, like always whining and complaining and crying on the ice. Should be fun. It's got to be
2: all the kids too.
1: Yeah, just yeah, like he can do it. Like uh, who else? I'm forgetting some, like even if it was like Shillington kind of give him up, they wouldn't really match up against each other, but whatever just somebody pick on drew dowdy because it's fun to watch happen so <laughs> all on that note we will close out episode 1414 one i got it right of the tinderbox michael and maddie thank you so much for coming on this afternoon or morning depending on where you are in the future or the near future and uh, if you enjoy this podcast, you may find us on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcast, and iHeartRadio. Make sure you download it, follow us, become fans of us because we talk about the absolute most current topical issues regarding the Calgary Flames. Thank you so much for joining us. We hope you follow us and download us, and we will talk to you next time on the Tinderbox.